chances are, if you've ever brought up religion or anything deep in a conversation, you've got that guy, that Alex Jones dude, who's going to take it to the next level and talk about aliens. It's just part of the rules. It just has to happen that there's a guy that says, well, what about aliens? What about, you know, those guys who are in the 12th dimension who are, you get the idea. So we're going to talk about it. On this special episode of Meme Lord Monday, I'm not going to be talking with some dude's uncle somewhere or some guy in a basement who has some website. I'm going to be talking with two Christian philosophy professors who have been studying this topic for many years, who have produced scholarly papers and are very respectable in the philosophy field. I'm going to be speaking with my friends, Dr. Tyler McNabb and Dr. Chad McIntosh about their paper that they produced called... Houston, do we have a problem? Extraterrestrial life and Christian belief. I'm going to put a link to that so you can read that paper in its entirety in the description of this episode. They do a really good job of keeping it pretty basic and easy to comprehend, but it can get a little heady at certain points, just so you know. I really enjoyed this discussion because not only did they answer some really great questions from people who are watching live, but they actually answered some questions that I had that I had been struggling with for a very long time. This meant a lot to me personally and helped reconcile some issues that I had with Christianity personally. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Meme Lord Monday where I interview Christian creators and help you find the meme in everyday life. All right, without further ado, here is the conversation we had about aliens and Christian belief. Uh, my name is Chad McIntosh. Just got my PhD from Cornell last year in philosophy. My wife's a doctor, so I hit the jackpot. Um, I get I, I get to stay home and uh, got my sugar mama. Got, I get to stay home and just have a blast raising uh, two daughters so far, uh, working on the house, working on philosophy in my spare time. Amazing. Amazing. Now, uh, Tyler? Yeah. So um, I teach at the University of uh, St. Joseph in Macau. And uh, so it's the only Catholic university in China. And uh, I try to publish as much as I can. And uh, I, I have five children. I also go by um, my alternative name, uh, the Great Thayan Man. Yes. <laughs> Tyler and I love Dragon Ball Z yeah. so much. So, so much. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, these gentlemen wrote... A scholarly paper. It's been published, correct? Or is it going to be? That's forthcoming, but it'll be published, uh, I think, next month or August. One of the two. Okay. And it, I believe it's titled Houston, Do We Have a Problem? Is that correct? I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> Houston, do we have a problem? Question mark. Uh, aliens? No, it's uh, extraterrestrial <laughs> intelligent belief. Extraterrestrials and Christian beliefs. We do know the okay. name of our paper. We do. We do know it. <laughs> <laughs> I should say right at the start, we'll just we'll just say aliens. We'll stick with aliens. The more technical okay. term in the literature is extraterrestrial intelligence, abbreviated ETI. Yeah, I just read like the first few sentences uh, because that's basically the the limits of my reading abilities, um, <laughs> and uh, I saw that it was ETI, and so that's that. I, I appreciate the distinction because it'll make the conversation a lot quicker, but. Um, yeah, if we could just get into it, what would you say uh, is the summary of the, the paper? For all we know, there's, there are billions of planets. Um, 
That's that's what it seems like, that there are billions of planets. There are particular planets that exist out of our solar system. We'll call them exoplanets. And there are habitable ones. <laughs> ones Ooh. that, that uh, seem to have uh, at least some of the necessary conditions we need for life. And while sometimes, and I think Chad puts this in the paper, it's sometimes exaggerated with how many exoplanets are truly habitable. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, there's probably more than, uh, how, do you, how do you phrase it, Chad? Uh, you say something like, more, more than we expect, but nonetheless, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, well, I reached out to my, my old Calvin astronomy professor about this, and he said more, the most sober estimates on the number of habitable exoplanets indicate that Earth is rare, but probably not totally unique. Right. And so you might think, or you might be watching like all these videos that are coming out, right? With, that are being played on the news. These unidentified flying objects, and you're seeing like reports where the government's like, uh, out of 134 of these, we could only um, make sense of one of them, right? We, we still can't make sense of what's going on here. So uh, maybe you're seeing these reports and it's sort of motivating you, like, you know, it's the truth out there, right? Uh, mm. uh, do aliens exist? Or you, you look at the number of exoplanets and you, you look at the number of planets that probably do exist, given that each star has a planet. And uh, you, you, maybe this is some ground justification for, for you to think that actually aliens do exist. So what we, we, let's take aliens if they do exist, right? Yeah. Is that a problem for the Christian? Uh, yeah. Chad so, is a bit more skeptical on this. I'm not as skeptical. I'm more okay. of a believer. The truth is out there. Hashtag. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the paper is like going to be just going to assume they exist. Is that a problem for Christian belief? Like Tyler said, I'm, I'm a bit more skeptical, but let's just leave those skeptical considerations aside and assume for the sake of argument that they do exist. Uh, would this create a problem for Christian beliefs? And oddly, there, a, a lot of religious people think so. There was a poll done that showed that religious devotion is positively correlated with skepticism about aliens. The more devoted you are, the more skeptical you are of the existence of aliens. Uh, so our question is, why? I mean, why, why is that the case? Why, why is there this correlation between religious devotion and skepticism about aliens? Is there a conflict here between religious belief, Christian belief in particular, and the existence of aliens? And that's what we want to figure out. And so like we go in, in order, we go, all right, is there a conflict between um, theism, right? And we go down the line and so specifically... Is there a biblical conflict, systematic theology, right? Is there, is there a theological conflict? Is there a tradition, right? Christian tradition, is that a conflict? Is there a narrative conflict between the Christian story? Um, is, is the problem of evil amplified or something like that if aliens do exist? And so we, we go line by line and suggest, no, there's no conflict here, no conflict here. No, and we feel confident that if there are no conflict in all these areas, then there's no conflict at all. So this is what I had in mind. I wanted to ask uh, a couple questions to nitpick from those okay. contests, so to speak, to see what you guys would think. And then we, we wouldn't have to go through necessarily all of them. Okay. Personally, my biggest question, um, if, if it's already touched upon in your list, how does the atonement factor mm -hmm. into the existence of aliens? So, but for those who don't know what the atonement means, basically Jesus Christ's death and what it has done for believers, however you believe that, according to different theories, how, what, what 
does that how does that affect or how does how does the existence of extraplanetary uh, beings factor into that? Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that this episode of Meme Lord Monday is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is a screen monitoring accountability software that can help keep you and your friends from adult content online. If you're really serious about breaking adult content addiction viewing on your phone or on your laptop or any of your devices, Covenant Eyes is the best in the business, hands down. This is much more than just a screen blocking software. This is accountability. This networks you with your friends and helps bring them into your life and welcomes them to help hold you to the standard that you want to be held to. This program has helped heal marriages, restore relationships, and break addictions. Use my promo code MONDAY, that's M-O-N-D-A-Y, for 30 days free. And you can find the link to Covenant Eyes in the description or show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, so the atonement in Christian theology is God's response to the problem of sin, to, to, to humanity being fallen, right? So the question is, if there are other worlds with intelligent species, did they have a fall of their own and need atonement? Uh, or is it just humanity that needs atonement? So that's the main question. And if they are fallen, how does that work? Uh, or if only humanity is fallen, how does that work? So, uh, Tyler, do you want to say more about that? The internet is more accessible than it's ever been. And with that has come an absolute pandemic of people addicted to pornography. This addiction statistically is affecting Christians and non-Christians alike. It's a problem. Porn is a human problem, but Covenant Eyes provides a human solution. Covenant Eyes helps you and the ones you love live porn-free through transformative accountability relationships. With Covenant Eyes, you choose someone that you know and trust to walk with you as your ally and to hold you accountable for your online behavior. Me and my friends use it, and I've seen it firsthand break the bonds of addiction in people's lives. This stuff works. So basically what you do is you download the Covenant Eyes app, it tracks the activity on your devices, and your friend, who's your ally, gets a victory app which shares your activity feed right to their phone. You and your ally will be able to celebrate victories together and have honest and caring conversations about your successes, setbacks, and triggers. Nothing works better than this. If you struggle with pornography addiction online and you're ready to see some victory in your life, download Covenant Eyes and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Try it out. I've gotten so many success stories from this app, and that's why I'm so happy that they've chosen to sponsor Meme Lord Monday. Again, that's Covenant Eyes. Use the link in the show notes of this episode and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Victory over addiction has never been easier. Yeah, so I'm uh, getting that Thomas Paine quote real quick. Figure that'll be a good starting point. This really does boil down to what we think is probably the strongest conflict within the realm of doctrine is whether or not right. the existence of these aliens pre presents some problem for, for the Christian doctor of the, of the atonement. And, and philosopher Thomas Paine thought so. Uh, and he, he had this to say it. Uh, Tyler's going to read a quote. He says, to believe that God created a plurality of worlds, at least as numerous as what we call stars, renders the Christian system of faith at once, little and ridiculous, and scatters it in a mind like feathers in the air. 
the two beliefs cannot be held together in the same mind. And he who thinks that he believes both, he has thought little of either. From whence, then could arise uh, a strange conceit that the Almighty, who had millions of worlds equally dependent on his protection, should quit the care of all the rest and come to into our world and die. Because they say one man and one woman had eaten apple. And on the other hand, are we to suppose that every world and the boundless creation had an Eve, an apple, and a serpent, and a redeemer? In this case, the person who is irreverently called the son of God and sometimes God himself would have nothing else to do than to travel from world to world in an endless succession of deaths with scarcely a momentary interval of life. So basically, the, the idea here is there are some absurd things he thinks that are going to that we're going to have to believe if both Christianity is true and aliens exist, right? And mm-hmm. so we summarize his argument like this. We kind of reconstruct the argument. Uh, if Christianity is true and there's extraterrestrial intelligent light, then either only humanity falls or all intelligent light falls. But it's absurd to think that either only humanity falls or that all intelligent life falls. Therefore, it's false that Christianity is true and there is extraterrestrial intelligent life. Tad, you want to go ahead and take it from there? Yeah, so we think this argument is just atrocious, basically. We, <laughs> I mean, we really tried to give it uh, the best hearing we could, but it depends on, mm-hmm. on three assumptions that we think all three of the assumptions the argument essentially depends on uh, are, are not just worthy of rejection, but probably should be rejected. Uh, so the first one is that if intelligent life elsewhere exists, either only humanity falls or all intelligent life falls. Well, why well, think that's true, right? This seems like just a false dilemma right away. Yeah. So it seems to us like if you read, I don't know if anyone's ever read C.S. Lewis's space trilogy, right? But in the first book, you have these alien races that don't fall. And uh, I think in volume two, correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, uh, that uh, in fact, it, it looks like it plays out that the only place where there was a, a fall, so to speak, was on Earth. Yeah. And so Earth is actually like abnormal. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not the norm. Right. Most people don't actually like disobey God to his face. Decide I'm going to disobey you and follow the, the universe. And so. uh yeah, so it seems logically possible that, that extraterrestrial life exists and they haven't fallen. There's no fall story. Right. And they and as such, they have some perfectly harmonious relationship uh, and communication with God that uh, right. that that hasn't been interrupted by a fall yet. We don't see the problem here with with that possibility. So so now you might be saying something like, OK. Well, everyone has fallen, right? All the species have fallen. Like you, you get, you watch Star Wars, you imagine all these different species around, right? You know, uh, and, and that, that one scene, right? Where, um, uh, they're like at the club, right? And everybody just see all walks of life coming in. Um, and so it's like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and say that everyone has fallen. You know, we all suck, not just humans. Everyone sucks such that God can only save us from the incarnation. And, and Christian tradition has been split. In reference to, you know, kind of was it necessary that God becomes man and dies for us, right? The, is the atonement really necessary? So you have some guys like St. Anselm who would be in the camp to say, yes, amen, right? Preach. Um, mm-hmm. You have other guys like St. Thomas Aquinas who say that the atonement is like fitting. Like it's a real fitting way for God to save us. But it, it's not necessary. 
God could have saved us through other means as well. So we could, of course, just question his assumption, like maybe God saves humans through the incarnation, right? And through the atonement, but maybe he saves these other alien species through other various different ways that maybe are more fitting for them and their societies and so, so on and so forth. Mm, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so pain is imagining that atonement only occurs if God becomes incarnate. And we question that, but let's just assume that is true. Let's, let's assume that atonement does require incarnation. Now Thomas Paine is going to say, ah, but there can't be multiple incarnations. If all of these worlds are fallen, uh, there can't be uh, an incarnate Christ on Earth, an incarnate Christ uh, on some other planet and some other planet, some other planet, some other planet. So this is the key assumption, we think, is at the heart of the conflict between aliens and the doctrine of the atonement is that there cannot be multiple incarnations. Assuming, of course, that uh, uh, incarnation is, is necessary for atonement. There cannot be multiple incarnations. And hmm. uh, we, we, have two, we have two main points we want to make in response to this. And the first is that there's a legitimate and strong argument from authority against this assumption that there cannot be multiple incarnations. No one, no one, no theologian, no philosopher that we know of who has written on the atonement or on the, on the, on the doctrine of the incarnation thinks that there cannot be multiple incarnations. So that it's not possible. Yeah, it, that it's not possible. So if you want to raise an objection to Christianity based on logical implications of their doctrine, why don't you ask Christians about their doctrine? <laughs> and what, nice. they, what they actually believe uh, is the logical implications of their doctrine. And, and, and throughout history, no one has thought that the doctrine of the incarnation is incompatible with the possibility of there being multiple incarnations. Now, the second problem we see with this assumption uh, Tyler, if you want to speak to that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it could be the case, right? That really what's, what's going on here at the heart of the objection is that they're, they can't imagine that God can be everywhere, right? That, right. that, that God, God can be both sustaining all the whole universe and also in some special way, right? Taking on an, an additional nature, you know, spatially located elsewhere, right? But then it just seems like they have a problem with, say, um, be God being omnipresent, uh, or God being omnipotent, being able to sustain everything, to hold everything, um, or God being all, all knowing, right? Something like that. But this is just to pick a fight with traditional attributes that are usually given to God. There's a philosopher named Alvin Plantiga, and he argues that the greatest events that could ever occur, <laughs> um, or at least the greatest worlds that would feature the greatest sort of events would ever occur would need to include the events of the incarnation and the atonement, right? This idea that these events are just so awesome, right? The greatest story ever told, right? So uh, the idea that God loves the world, he creates the world, he creates humanity, puts them in a relationship with him, offers them hope and love and peace, but they say, nope, <laughs> uh, not today, God. <laughs> But yet God pursues them and loves them and uh, even uh, dies on a cross in a cursed way for them. And in doing so, this reconciles all the cosmos back to itself. This is just the greatest story ever told. And so if yeah. you're going to like, if you're God and you're going to make like the best sort of world that you can make, uh, you're going to make a world that would include the incarnation, the atonement, because these 
these worlds are going to be aesthetically speaking better off, perhaps morally speaking, better off than other worlds that, that God would create that wouldn't feature these stories. And so you might think that, yeah, that's right. But maybe we'll go a step further and we'll say, what worlds are better? One world, right? One possible outcome where God does the incarnation once or where God does the incarnation like an infinite amount of times, mm. right? And you might think, well, hey, this story is good here. Wouldn't it be excellent also over here and over here and here, over here and all at the same time? <laughs> right. right. That's so that dope. Sounds, that sounds like an awesome world. That's even a better world. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So even if we have reason to expect God would become multiply incarnate, so to speak, uh, let's set that aside and let's grant pain. Let's, let's just give them the whole store, so to speak. And let's just say, fine, let's assume for the sake of argument that there can't be multiple incarnations. Well, here we could just say God becoming incarnate on earth, taking on a human nature just once, is sufficient for the salvation of all aliens. Uh, and here, the, the main, the key move here would be uh, to adopt the Aristotelian definition of what it means to be a human. And what it means to be a human, Aristotle said, is to be a rational animal. And so as long as these alien species are conceived of as rational animals, God will only have to take on the nature of uh, one single species uh, and thereby mm. become a rational animal and have the nature of that species and thereby the nature of all rational animals. So alien species, just in virtue of being rational animals, what thereby become be human, just in virtue of having uh, the nature of a rational animal. So, so we'd look really different. Hey, baby Yoda would look different than me, but <laughs> we'd still be like considered human because uh, they're both right. rational animals. What's funny is you always hear a lot of evangelicals say, well, don't put God in a box. But then you start talking about the multiplicity potential of the incarnate. And they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> you can't do that. Dude, this is awesome. That I mean, this answers a lot of deep-seated questions that I've had as far as this this subject is concerned. But let's let's see if we can answer in the next five minutes some of the questions that are being asked here. Okay, right. five of, five of them are just saying, "Are you Jesus?" No, no. <laughs> okay, no. Well, that was, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I eat Jesus though every Sunday. Oh, okay. I, I, I can. <laughs> I, I can show you where you can do that, uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those of who didn't catch that, uh, Tyler is a raging Catholic. <laughs> uh, I was going to say raging cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, so I'm, I'm assuming you're not Catholic, uh, Chad. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Tyler does his best to convert everyone. Uh, he's, he's good. He's good, but he's, he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> here's one question where exactly did the idea of extraterrestrial creatures stem from i think it's well we've looked at what some of the early earliest christian sources have speculated about extraterrestrial beings and i think really it just comes from gazing out and something as simple as gazing out in the stars and realizing that the universe is really big uh, yeah. back then there were speculations that there there were beings on Mars and beings on Venus and so forth. Um, but now, especially like post-Copernicus and with the invention of telescopes that can see into deep space and with the with a like a, a deeper appreciation of how vast the universe is, 
this goes back to the the original thought that Tyler had, which is just the sheer size of the universe and the sheer number of planets that are out there. That gives rise to the thought that there must be extraterrestrial intelligence out there somewhere. Just this is just the vastness of the universe. And, and there are Christians who, uh, throughout time, have entertained the idea of like many worlds and different species being on these worlds and so forth. So uh, Nicholas of Pisa is, is one from the 15th century, and there are others as well. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. Why would aliens be subject to the angelic crisis? I'm assuming they mean the, the split in heaven when Lucifer was cast out. Yeah. Well, it depends on, on what you mean subject to. Uh, and this goes right. to one of the early possibilities that we imagine, where I think a pretty straightforward reading of scripture does indicate that the fall had truly cosmic scope, had truly cosmic mm. consequence. And that means that uh, that brought the reality of like death and suffering into the universe. Now, um, that's it's still possible, though, that there are extraterrestrial species out there that just by virtue of their their own communion with God have not themselves experienced the death and suffering that was brought was introduced to the universe through our through humanity's actions. So um, I guess I would question the assumption behind the quest question which is that they they are thereby experiencing the effects of the fall why why think that they have to experience the effects of the fall hmm. hey can we uh can we instead of me talking about this as well can uh, we answer the question right before it where like god would have told us the aliens exist in the bible like have, having yeah the... that, that was actually my the next question and then we can conclude on that if you both want to speak to that Yes, in reference to why hasn't God uh, informed us about aliens? Well, you can think of it like this, right? Uh, the Bible is a love story to human humanity, and it's a love story specifically talking about how God the Son became man and died for us and redeemed us. And so, uh, if you were writing a love letter, I don't know if you write many love letters to your wife but if you did <laughs> it would be really weird like i don't know imagine you're going off you're you're gonna go fight some great meme war and so you get recruited and you have, you have to like you're, you're going to get some other meme company so you're compiling together with your compatriots and uh you're all of a sudden you're writing letters to your wife because you miss her it'd be really weird at this time right given the opportunity to be like ah oh, yes I did also love so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I do also love so-and-so, <laughs> right? Just talk. Get <laughs> awkward. I don't think it would be very beneficial. Um, so maybe for similar reasons as these, God t- didn't tell us in his love letter of other people he loved, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good way to think. What do you think, Chad? Yeah. I think that's uh it, it risks taking the popular analogy of of the Bible being God's love letter to us a bit too far, but i i think it's, I think it's a good way to think about it. it. It would be more weird if God mentioned that there are others in the Bible uh, than us having the Bible that we have, which is we should expect the Bible to not mention uh, the existence of these other creatures because the Bible is about God's relationship with humanity and not these other creatures. And it doesn't tell us anything about the quantum realm, 
right? Or it doesn't tell us about possible universes that exist. And I'll many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. It doesn't doesn't tell us a lot of things. Doesn't tell us how to make delicious lasagna. Well, all right, guys. Like I said, thank you so much. Honestly, this this was an enormous pleasure uh, to have you guys here on a meme page, uh, our humble little meme page, uh, to talk about something that is that's a legitimate concern. And you guys have written about it thoughtfully. And I appreciate both of you for your time and, and for your efforts that you put in the paper. I can't wait to for that thing to be published. I'm, and I can't wait to actually read it, you know, sit down and actually go through it and see the, the actual um, statements and, you make. And if anyone wants to read a copy of it, they can just like Google Tyler McNabb and Chad McIntosh, aliens, or Houston, we have a problem. If they Google that, you'll come up with a page that where we posted a um, pre-print version, like the, the original manuscript version of it. If I could just say, uh, just the, the, the way I got started thinking about this was years ago, I was talking to my uncle. And we all have crazy uncle. And he and my uncle's one of these types that watches way too many of these history channel shows. And and so he starts going on about uh, how the aliens built the pyramids and all this. And I'm like, no, 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 this is all BS. And and he says, well, you just think it's BS because you're a Christian. And I was like, no, it's not the reason. But uh, apparently a lot of people do think that there is a conflict here. And we thought it would be a, a real service to to the church, really, to to say, look, there is there is no conflict here, uh, and so this need not be uh, a source of anxiety or worry that you have in your Christian walk. Evangelize the alien, pray for them. The harvest is, is big and bountiful, so we need to pray for those who will come and plow. Space force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry, gentlemen. I'm going to have to run. But yep. thank you so much for joining. And uh, I'll go ahead and end this. So take care, y'all. Live long and prosper. Hey, thanks <laughs> a lot. If you liked conversations like this and you want me to do more of them, which I, I have a bunch of them already that I'm looking to publish, uh, don't forget to like this video so it'll boost uh, how often you see this channel. Uh, subscribe to this channel so you can get all the videos that I'm sitting on. And you can also support this channel by becoming a Supercast member. Go to memelordmonday.supercast.com and you can become a supporter of this channel for as little as $2 a month. All right, that's my shameless plug. I'll see you Monday.